Hey everybody, this is Ruben with 5-Minute Warning. When I decided that I wanted to make a podcast of my own, I found Anchor. Let me tell you, Anchor is free. Free. F-R-E-E. That's what I'm talking about. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone or your computer. You know what? Anchor sends my podcast out to me to Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, so I ain't got to do it. Also, you can make money. I repeat, you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, look, that's what I did. Five-minute warning, almost at 100 episodes in. Get Anchor. Ex-cop and police union boss gets charged with rape, gets a little help from his friends. Hashtag privilege. This week in international news, Florida has more police officers than nurses. It's public school... Practice for incarceration? Donald Trump. Are we really surprised? This week with Mo B. Top five songs of motivation. Ruben is not allowed in Lovecraft country. Ever. This and more on the 5-Minute Warning. Okay, students. This is your 5-Minute Warning. I repeat... Five-minute warning. Silence. This is the five-minute warning with Ruben Brown. Happening right now. Episode 46. Wow, 4-6. Almost as old as me. Yes, you are listening to five-minute warning. I'm, of course, the guy who talks a lot, Ruben. And then, of course, as always, on the ones and twos, we got AG. What's happening, y'all? How you doing? And for the awesome political commentary, we got Moby. I don't know if it's awesome political commentary, but, you know, back for the first time again. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard that one in a while. I like that. Wow. I mean, stuff is crazy these days, man. You know, life is... Life's been kind of simpler. It's almost Labor Day. You know, they're trying to, Virginia Beach is trying to open back up so a whole bunch of people can catch the COVID and get us stuck in, you know, level two again. Cause whatever. I mean, I'm not going to any beaches this weekend because, first of all, I don't like sand. And second of all, I don't like beaches. So I ain't going nowhere. Wait, 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 wait. You don't like sand. Like, you didn't say you didn't like the water. You didn't say you didn't like the ocean, the sun, the, the sand. Well, because I'm never getting that. First of all, I know what's in the ocean in, you know, in Virginia Beach. And no, um, we got jellyfish and, you know, every once in a while sharks be appearing. I ain't got time for that. You come to get me, brother. You got to come on the sand. Good luck with that. Because if you just develop some feet, then it's, it's already done for me. Well, SNL already said they got the land shark, so you in trouble either way. That's why I don't go to the beach. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> man, I ain't got no time for that. None. Hey, man, if, if, if a shark attacks you on the beach, like on the sand, that will actually be the first official um, shark attack. I mean, if he attacks me on the sand, that means he earned that joint. I'm just here. saying that's an actual shark attack. I mean, because every other time a shark done bit somebody, I felt like that person was trespassing. So that was just self defense. 
I mean, I can't. This is why you need to be on the show every week. <laughs> I can't be mad at you on that, man. That's why I don't be. That's why I don't be in the water, man. It's just and plus, man. Yo, the only difference between that and like pools with kids, I like kids, but man, they all pee in the water. Just adults pee in the water too. I ain't got and take poops in the water. I ain't got time for that. Ew. Nah. That is nasty. That's nasty. It is not that kind of party. You know, and I can't see in it. Nah. Mm-mm. I mean, but it's cool. You'll never get to the water because, you know, that sand in the way. So Yeah, that, that sand's a problem, you'll, man. You'll never make it there. I mean <laughs> of, all the thing, of all the things to say you hate, that sand, man. That is Yo, that. it's it's texture, man. It's like you know some texture things you just don't like. I don't like sand. I just don't. I mean, and it gets everywhere. I mean, it gets He's everywhere. not lying gets, about that. Gets, I mean, I agree with you on that, but it gets in places where you ain't know existed. Well you do now. Yeah, and I ain't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know exists now. Like he got a really good relationship with the crack of your butt when Man. you go to the beach. Yeah. Nah. Oh my goodness. Nah, son. It is. Yeah, it's not that kind of party. I mean, and then what I'm gonna do? Sit up there and, and get a tan? I mean, I got enough melanin in my system already. I'm good. You know, I, I'm just not. Yeah. I mean, I'm brown. I'm good. I'm good being brown. Nothing against being black, but I'm just good being brown. Then sunspots, man. Sunspots? Yeah, if you be out there too long and looking at the sun and stuff, you get sunspots oh. in your eyes, man. Got time for okay. that. Then I can't see. I already can't see now. Nah. You know, you sound like a grumpy old man. I was about to say, I ain't never heard nobody you. make the beach sound like such a horrible place. <laughs> man, I've been a grumpy old man about the beach for a very long time. Uh, yeah, apparently you're a pro. Yo, it's not it's not for me. I mean, that don't mean I won't go, but it just means that if I'm going, I'm not going by myself. And it's multiple friends. It's not just, hey, you wanna go hang at the beach? Just uh nah man. Nah, I'm not <laughs> saying we gotta have a party out there, but it's gotta be more than like four people. Okay. I might be able Understood. to tolerate that. Yeah. Understood. I mean you could social distance at the beach and you know, you can look at you know, um, there's some people watching at the beach. I mean, that's pretty cool. But I mean, other than that, like sitting there and just laying in the sun and going to sleep, man, I can lay in the, I can lay in my bed and go to sleep and it's more comfortable. I'm just amazed that we're still talking about how much you hate the beach. Hey, man, this, this is, ain't weed. This is, this is a him segment right here. He just oh. he owned this. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I just had never heard anyone say they hated the sand. But I mean, I don't expect him to go on all the other things he hated about the beach. I just I don't get say, it. I, you know, put your toes in the sand feels pretty good. You know, nah, no, nah, okay. man. It's just yeah, just not my thing. So we won't talk about the beach anymore because clearly I've talked about it long enough, jerks. And why are we jerks when you're being a jerk to the beach? The beach never did anything to you, bro. Actually, you're right. It hasn't. It's just, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> I'm just not, man. It's, you know, jellyfish and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. So, let's talk about something else. I ain't dead all day, drama queen. Get it over with. Yeah, I, that's about it. About it. The show's about to be over, ladies and gentlemen. I can't think of anything else. No, I'm just not. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, 
you know. I, I'm hey, Mo, whose man's is that? <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? That's what I get. I get that. Yeah, AG man, get your man's man, get your man. Nah, no, nah. he's gonna. He's my cousin, and I don't think he's my man's. <laughs> yeah. Love we love you, one. Ruben. Yeah, whatever. I hate y'all guys, man. <laughs> Why are y'all on the show with me? Because uh, you asked us to be, really. That's true. I mean, you know, because, you know, when you have a conversation with yourself, doing your own show by yourself, it's cool for a while, but when you start talking to yourself in third and first and third person, then they think you need to, you know, get some help. So I figure I'll just talk to other people. But we're not going to do a speed round today because we got a couple articles that I think we can you know, delve a little bit deeper into, and then let's, okay, let's be real. A couple of them we can delve a little deeper into. The other ones, you know, I'm kind of interested. We got some new segments today. We got Mo B segment coming up later today. You know, the top five is going to be awesome. So let's go ahead and get started. And, you know, I would say raise your hand if you're a big Batman guy person. Excuse me. If you'll be Batman person, Batman anime series, possibly one of the best cartoons ever on television from the first season to like the second to the last season, because that last season was trash. Um, but more importantly, the movies were dope. Sub-Zero, the movie was dope. The Batman Beyond was dope. But more importantly, Waze has decided how cool would it be you have all these people tell you directions. How about Batman give you directions? First of all, I think if Batman was giving me directions to like a store or something, it'd probably have some really derogatory things to say or just be like trying to make me sound stupid. Um, but Kevin Conroy, the voice of um, Batman himself, is lending his voice to ways and basically. Batman will be giving you directions um, on September 21st, which is Batman Day. You can be, you can either have Batman give you directions or the Riddler. First of all, who gives a flying two fists about the Riddler? Like nobody cares about the Riddler. They made a horrible uh, movie. No, that's nah, not man. true. They made a horrible movie with the Riddler. I mean, come on, Jim Carrey couldn't be the Riddler. That movie was horrible. It was. I thought it was pretty good. No. I think you're riding by yourself on this one, AG. I mean, I don't know. Moby might join you, but I can't. That movie was terrible. Uh, what was it? Bat- Batman and Robin? Adventures of Batman and Robin or something? With That's the ones with the with him and Poison Ivy, who, who was Uma Thurman. And then right. the bat suits had nipples. Nah, nah I can't roll with that. Okay. Huh? Well, I don't recall leaving the movie going. It was horrible. But then, you know, I'm not, you know, I was just enjoying the film. I, you know. I mean, Moby, you got to break this up. I mean, look, man, I don't even remember seeing that movie, so. <laughs> I ain't got it nothing that head. Because that movie also had Alicia Silverstone's Batgirl, right? Yes. It was uh, o- O'Donnell or O'Connell? Yeah, it was, it was um, Chris O'Donnell. Right. And it right, was right. George Clooney. Right. Which... It's a fair statement that George Clooney is the worst Batman ever. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I really was a fan of um, Ben Affleck, but you know, I have never heard anybody say that because I thought he was a good Batman, but no one ever said that. I was a fan of. Him. I mean, I thought Val Kilmer was better. I, of course, Michael Keaton. You know, they call him the, the Goat Batman. Except that, let's just be real. Batman Returns was a horrible movie. The Penguin, Danny DeVito, he became a real pig. Nah, man, that movie was horrible. But it wasn't even that that made it horrible. Cat, Michelle Pfeiffer couldn't save the movie as Catwoman. Come on, man. They had jetpacks or bombs, rather, on penguins. I can't. That's, that's, <laughs> but that is diabolical, though. That's so hokey. Little... That is no, so hokey. No, man. Hold on, man. Where in the blue heaven did he get penguins for Gotham City? Where in the blue heavens does any of those superheroes get anything? I mean, I'm just saying, though. I want to know where they get their resources from. I'm just, you know. Well, Ben Affleck told you that in the Justice League movie. He's like, what's just when Flash asked him what's superpower? He's like, I'm rich. I'm, I'm not like, talking about Batman. I'm talking about all the other ones. Nah, I don't know. Well, he, Copperpot did own the um, the nightclub, so I assume he had some cash. Now, why he wasted a whole bunch of penguins, that I don't know. But, <laughs> I mean, that movie was terrible. You know, people are like, oh, the movie was good. No, that movie was terrible. Well, I will say this. We still haven't really talked about the Waze app yet, but before we actually talk about it, uh, Bulov and I watched The Joker uh, last week. Man, that was amazing. Wa- uh, Joaquin Phoenix killed it. I'm like, dang. Play. I haven't watched it. Dude. I've resisted watching it. Why? I don't know. Well, you I need to get over yourself because that's be- good. I guess because I really don't care about The Joker. I like seeing a movie about The Joker. It's not my thing. Okay. Well, I'm just saying it's a really good film. I was impressed. Moby, you see it? No, I haven't seen. Do you want to see it? I mean, I've been interested to see it because I've heard he did such a, a, a amazing job on portrayal of Joker. And I mean, look, out of all the DC things, anything related to Batman is literally about the only thing that I might give some time to. But and that's weird because I, I'm not really a fan of Batman. But I will honestly say the stories around Batman tend to be the best for DC. So kind of stuck with it that's fair that's fair um but as far as his ways app goes i mean literally i mean the article is like one paragraph um so a couple other features like i don't use ways a lot before i understand the last time i use it you are like the little ghost the white ghost thing which is their logo or something and that's how you move so you get to be, you can change it to um, the Batmobile, or I mean, the Riddler has a Riddler racer. Once again, I don't know anything about that. Um, you can do that, and then apparently, you can access superhero, DC superhero, supervillain themed Spotify list. So like, if you clicked on uh, Mr. Freeze, you'll probably get a whole bunch of Let It Snow music, or whatever <laughs> that's kind of cool yeah no no uh, not for me you don't think that's novel come on man i mean i think that's cliche and i think that's whatever but you know it's batman day so a whole bunch of people are gonna use it i'm just not gonna be one i don't use weights so but i thought you did i remember when we uh 
we had a family gathering and um you and michael were telling me that uh ways is really good i used ways when i was in florida on vacation last year and okay. it turned me around like so much you know oh i thought it was pretty accurate i don't know i use apple maps so yeah uh, i don't know but can, can i ask a question yeah sure is it common knowledge that September 21st is Batman Day? Um, because until, com- until you should send me this article, I had never even heard of that. And I learned something. Am I the only one that thinks this is a complete waste of time? Like, are are, are there really that many Batman fans that are going to be like, "Oh crap, I can get Batman to give me directions"? This is the most amazing thing ever. Nope. I mean, Dude, you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed. I mean, yeah. I'm a Star Wars fan, and we have May the Fourth, and that that blew my mind when I figured that one out. So yes, to answer your question, yes. yeah, may the fourth be with you, huh? Uh, uh. Yeah. See, that's cold blooded, man. Why you, man? Gotta... We already know how I feel about Star Wars, man. We don't need to keep your, hey, man. You know, this ain't about your feelings. I mean, I'm just saying this though. I mean, you know I what? feel like I feel like the popularity surrounding that should give more enthusiasm than this. I mean, but no, Batman, especially in the comic book world, Batman Day is a big deal. Um. So yeah, but in the real world, Star Wars well, is a big deal. So, yeah. well, no, <laughs> thank but, you, Moby. But thank Bat- you. But Batman is a big day. Is a big day. Batman Day is a big day because I guarantee you, like, like TBS and all them, somebody's showing all those horrible Batman movies all day. But when did that start, man? Like, I've never heard. I've never it's heard been, of this day. There's been a Batman Day for for at least a decade. Seriously, at least a decade, probably longer. So you and the seven other people that know about it, great. But I mean, Man, you, <laughs> again, I'm going to go with AG. You'd be surprised. You're right. I, I'd be surprised. It might be at least 10 of y'all. Man. Wow. <laughs> First of all, I don't celebrate crap. I know about it, cause, but I don't care enough about it. But when it's all said and done, man, I mean, they have comic cons, man. All those people know about it. So you can sit here and and dismiss it oh, all you want. I, I know about Comic Con and I didn't know about this. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you're dressing up as a character at a Comic Con, you probably know about Batman Day. Okay. And I mean I can't, <laughs> I can't argue with you, so I mean Yeah. I mean I'm just saying unfortunately it is popular. I'm just I don't I just don't care about it. Okay, I mean, as long as it's real popular, because like when you sent this article, I'm like, are we really gonna waste time talking about Batman Day on Waze? Like, it's a big deal, man. For some people, it is a big deal. Well, I don't want to offend any of those uh, lame people, so I will. Wow, really? Backhanded, backhanded. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to offend any of those lame people that's jacked up. (laughs) This guy. Hey man, he was he he wasn't here last week, so he's saving it all up, buddy. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently. So we're gonna go from stuff that grown children pay attention to to unfortunate situation with young children. You know, with all the police stuff going on in the world, the last thing that you want to see is a Boston police, uh, ex Boston police union president charged with raping children like first of all I'm just going to be real about it scum on earth because if you got to touch children you're the scum of the earth because children can't defend themselves for real you know and you manipulate a trust of a child 
man, there's a special place in Hades for you. And, you know, from what I understand, the people in jail don't like those people. Like, you mess with kids and old people. Yeah, you you can cancel Christmas when you get there. Everybody finds out. But then for this dude to be a former head of police union, I mean, he faces 16 new charges and that accusation that he has sexually assaulted and abused four, four more children. Actually, more started children. With a, he started with a uh, family member. Yeah. That blew my mind. I was like, holy cow. Yeah, it's a special place in Hades for this dude, man. I mean, not wrong there. Yeah, I mean, Allegacy is second, a young relative, starting when she was seven. Starting when she was seven. Really, dude? So that lets me know it happened more than once when you say starting. Yo, man. It's just, like, this is just some disgusting stuff, man. It just really is. You know, 11 counts of child rape, five counts of indecent assault and battery of a child under 14. Like... Like I said, man, it's something, the mental, like, I, I don't get it, man. You know, I don't get it. And, eh, like, you know, they say it, he swore oath to protect victims from harm. Instead, he was preying on and harming our most vulnerable and innocent young children. Yo, this is, this is a Criminal Minds episode already written, but, you know. Oh, but I, you know, I appreciate the judge though, because they raised his bail from two hundred fifty thousand to two hundred seventy thousand, extra twenty thousand. Good job, judge. What the f, man. Like, I thought somebody like that would get something north of a million. I don't know. I mean, like she kept her place at. He must wear a GPS monitor, surrender his passport, surrender any firearms, as well as license to carry. Have no super unsupervised conduct with any child under 16 and stay away and have no contact with the victims. So he's under house arrest, but he can still go to Walmart. I mean, it's just, dude, like, you should. WP. I mean, yeah, but I don't even think that, I don't even think white people like it. <laughs> it doesn't matter what they like. There's no way in the world a black person of, of, uh, in the in this at the same level in their job or this particular job could have that kind of freedom in his captivity. No way. Yeah, especially raising his bill twenty thousand dollars. Ooh, thanks a lot. Like I said, I thought it would be north of a million based on who he is and what he did. Yeah. I thought it would be north of a million. Just SVU to make sure you don't go that. anywhere. Well, just saying man. It's it's a little bit of privilege here. Sixty six years old. Yes, sir. Castrate. Moby Jump in here. I mean, call me, you know, the ultimate cynic, but this isn't really news to me. I mean, are we surprised that men in power have taken advantage of that power and done terrible things? I mean, and I see what y'all are saying about the, the bail. I mean, yeah, you're right. I, I do believe there's plenty of WP involved. But I mean, in all fairness, I wanna I wanna try to be like, hey, you know, innocent until proven guilty. It just it don't look good. So I think it was just a bad look to let this guy go off on his own, you know, but with his freedoms, pretty much. Yeah, he has a a monitor, but I mean, yeah, there's no way on any other context that 
if this was me, I would not have a bail. I would just be in there. Yep. And I mean, yep. it's, it's it's just sad that a story like this can come out. And as I read it, I didn't feel any any shock and awe. I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, another another child molester put himself in position, the perfect position to be able to prey on you know, people who had no way of defending themselves. And then the fact that he had a badge and had such a high position, I mean, even people in his own family probably thought, who am I going to tell? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then it's just, yeah. Like, yeah, Boston, you, you messed up on this one. I mean, look, man, in all fairness, I can't say Boston messed up on it other than the fact that they let this guy have you know a two hundred seventy thousand dollar bill, but I mean, it's been proven that you know people always say how did we miss this, but it's been proven that people who are you know sexual predators of children, I mean they're really good at their face game, man. People, it's always like oh, I never would have thought that person would do it. So I mean, just with him having a badge and being head of the union, and I mean nobody ever would have suspected this guy. I don't. I don't know if anybody t- is to blame for, other than the fact that you know, it's just him. He's the blame. Well, but I guess what I'm saying is that they had an opportunity to send a message, and they failed. Because why does dude have like why is he why does he get bail? Like really, you're gonna you're basically oh we're gonna slap a GPS monitor. On. You know what? I'm gonna slap I'm gonna slap this Apple Watch on him. So, like, you know, we can tell where he is and he can monitor his steps and his text messages. Come on, man. It's just like, there's no way this dude should be free. But this is the problem when the people that are charged with the task of holding people accountable are also the people that have to work with you. I mean, a prosecutor had to actually ask for, you know, a bail to be set. And it didn't sound like this prosecutor was like, we want the person to be held without bail. Because even though this this guy is a former police officer, I'm sure he still has plenty of friends on the force. And the prosecution is like, hey, we still need to be able to work with the police. That's what the, the system is flawed, man. I mean, that's that's just what it is. The system is flawed. Yeah, and it's sad, you know, because and I mean, this is one of those times where I mean, should I should I even go into the fact that the judge was a woman? I mean, be, not because I feel like as I felt like I, she should have made a statement, but I also understand what you're saying, Moby, to the fact whereas, you know, she's like, well, you know, I got to live here. Man, come on, dude. Just, this dude mess with kids, yeah. Like, yeah, but you, you keep saying this dude mess with kids. And I mean, look, we got to do this with everybody, man. There still has to be a presumption of innocence until proven guilty. I mean, look, I'm not saying I don't think he did it because, I mean, it's it, it looked too bad to say that. But you still got to at least ha- give the presumption of innocence. And, and if I'm going to ask for black people to receive that, you know, presumption of innocence that we never get, I, I'm I'm sure as hell going to at least try to, you know, be even handed about that. Well, you know, and that's fair, but at least try. $20,000, really? Like, you, you if you went to $500,000... At least I probably would have been like, they tried. $20,000? And they only got to put up, what, 10%? I mean, the house already, 
you know, he probably put up his house. And I mean, it's just, to me, it's just dumb. And it's just, it's annoying. And, you know, I feel like at the very least, this whole system in Boston just took an L. Because I understand the presumption of innocence, but I feel like if we were to honestly look back in other cases, regardless of that white, black, Puerto Rican, or Asian, I feel like we would see some no bails, some high bails, but because he used to be a cop, he gets, you know, he gets the Apple Watch slap on the wrist. And what he takes, so what he takes is on passport. I mean, come on, man. He ain't going to no country. I don't know. It just annoys me. And that's why I want to talk about it. Cause it's, I feel like, you know, this is, this is some of the stuff that we need to be talking about as a, as a, as a country or a city or whatever. Cause this should not have happened regardless. So anybody else? No, y'all said it all. I'm just, you know, I still say it's a lot of privilege here. And I'll say what I said last week. I think it was last week. Um, It's hard, especially in law enforcement, within the group, if you belong to the group, within the group, to stand up to wrongdoing. Because the wave is too strong. It's just like if you one dude or one one woman, y'all foul. You're going to pay for that. Just like like Moby was saying, you got to work with these people. (laughs) And that matters. So I got to believe that flawed system, a lot of the flaws are because of something like that, you know, because basically one of your own is in there. And so you almost can't help the emotional attachment and the, you know, the vocational attachment to give such a light, you know, not sentence, but, but it's just a light. Like you said, Apple Watch punishment. That's a lot of freedom to have when you're, you know, and, you know, been charged with such uh, heinous crimes. Yeah. So again, you know, I think it's privilege, you know, coming and going. It's all sorts of privilege happening here. Not just white, but just a lot. So that's all I got. Cool. Cool. Well, let's move away from that negative part about children. And we're going to go to a new segment that we have. Dun, da, da, da. International incidents, a.k.a. this week in Florida. Country stops in Georgia, man. Country stops in Georgia. There it is. I love it. That never gets old. So, all right. I, you know, once again, to my to my listeners in Florida, I don't apologize for this segment. Y'all know where y'all live. I know he can do his thing, but his thing never blew up. So, man. I'm just saying, I'm saying that when she got out the game, it could have been bigger. She could have been, you know, I think she could have easily reached Eve status because she was going there and then she just stopped. And I'm just like, it was just sad because Rod Diggers first and only, well, no, she came out with two. Her first one was sick, sick, imperial, sick, classic. And our second one wasn't so much, so it is what it is. All right, enough about Rod Digger. All right, Moby. All right, your top so, five. Yeah, this is the one that I I fought with putting Maroon Five over them, and 
It's just hard for me. No, I mean, I probably should have, but I have a real reasonable explanation as to why 3-6 Mafia is in my top five. Now, 3-6 Mafia's discography, if you're not a really Southern hip-hop person, you might be like, well, I mean, I know a couple tracks they did. But if you're listening to the radio in the last five to ten years, there has been no production group that sampled more than 3-6 Mafia is in hip-hop right now. Juicy J still very relevant. Um, they were Academy Award winners, which they spent a whole album letting you know about. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. Oh, God, they did. They've been a part of one of the biggest tracks ever. I mean, the Sippin' on Some Scissor track was hot. A lot of people don't know they were actually a part of the original International Player Anthem that had Outkast and UGK. They were part of the production crew of that. I mean, 3-6 Mafia, for me, discography-wise, if I want to just listen to really ignorant, like, down-south hip-hop music that just, that just makes me feel like F everybody, there is nothing... <laughs> nothing that beats throwing in 3-6 Mafia listening to Juicy J and DJ Paul talk about some ignorance that I will never be a part of in my real actual life <laughs> I think he had me at ignorance that was good I, I'm, I'm just saying like you know I listen to sipping on some scissor I ain't sipping on nothing but the track was hot <laughs> he said I ain't sipping on nothing but the track was hot. I mean, look, they, look, the discography. A lot of people don't know, man. They've sold a lot of albums, man. So, I mean, that's that's why they're up there. I mean, and I mean, they're consistent. I mean, if you like Three Six Mafia when they first came out, if they drop an album today, you're gonna like it because it's gonna be the same consistent sound and energy. Knowing you, that pick makes so much sense. <laughs> I mean, and it's, I mean, you're not wrong. I, I'm just not, you know, you're not wrong. And yes, people out there, they did do a whole album letting you know that they won a Grammy. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's a pretty big deal. I let you know, too. I mean, Grammy Award winning Street Six Mafia. Really, dog? <laughs> I mean, you ain't got to start off every track like that. Hey, bro. Yes, you do. I feel like they should have, and I'm glad they did. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, it's, I ain't mad at him. I'm not. So, yeah, I can't be mad at that. I mean, you know, yeah, that's that's a that's a good pick. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. All right. So now, y'all, since y'all have forced me to rank my people, my fourth one, number four, is the Foo Fighters. Because, first oh, of all, nice. Dave Grohl, to go from drummist drum uh drummer with nirvana another classic band to everything else to be at be in the front yeah that yeah <laughs> look, no look everything else with the food fight to be fair back when we were in school you know basically parents were just like yeah you can paddle my kid really what you just giving the right for this adult that i don't really know to hit me with a paddle what kind of stuff is this you know but yeah they had the ability to do that back then and some teachers did that. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I ain't never got the paddle in school. But I mean, you know, back then, parents could do that. Teachers could do that. 
and it was whatever. You know, now they can't touch kids. You know. Well, that's kind of where I was going because I feel like if I was okay, if I was a kid now, I'm like, like you you said this in jest, but real talk, I'm thinking that the drug trade exists at that age. I think a lot of things go down at that age. Five to eight? Dude, okay. Mm. (laughs) Man, Mm. you can, by and large, you're probably right, but that's just by and large. Now, again, if your hands are tied as an adult, you only have one recourse for order. And I'm not saying it's supposed to be that way. I'm not saying it's warranted every time. But what I am saying is if a kid is handing you your lunch every day and you can't retaliate in any way, are you going to call the parents and the parents don't care? What are you going to do then? You're going to call your, your, your superior and they can't do anything either besides what you just did? And even if you do get the parent in there, sometimes they just as belligerent as the kids. Come on, man. I dated a teacher. I know what that's like. So it's like if... If you don't have any recourse, this is your last bastion of hope. The police. Why do you think there's three cops per school? And that's what I was trying to get at. The other thing I was trying to get at before was when we when we were growing up, there were no cops. I had cops in high school. There were like two or three cops in high school for me. Uh, well, for me, there were none. So I'm like... But not in elementary school. Well, I'm just saying... I'm trying to learn my ABCs, dog. I ain't trying to get dude, in the fight. this is 2020. Things are different. That's all I'm saying. You have to take it in consideration. Things are different. And all the things you don't think are happening, they might be. You know, I'm just saying. So, you know, it's Moby's turn. Come on, man. I mean, look, man, this problem didn't just happen overnight. And I think, Ruben, the way you're looking at it is you're looking at it from just like a pragmatic. There's got to be a better, more you know, functional way to solve this problem other than the slapping handcuffs on a six-year-old. And I would agree with you, but the problem is, like, this is this is 25, 30 years in the making. Um, guidance counselors at schools are no longer actually guidance counselors. They're more test administrators. That's why now they have to have, in some schools, licensed psychologists. And we don't have enough of those sources because we're spending more money on the sources for the police because truthfully uh, the parenting at home is different now I mean y'all talked about the pattern of the school no back in the day the the recourse was hey I'm gonna call your mom I'm gonna call your dad I'm gonna call your family and tell them how you're acting in school and that was enough to straighten people out now kids are in environments at home in some of these places where I mean they could care less like school is the you know school is just a lit on on their radar because they're going home to home environments that are crazy and like you said as a teacher if you've got a five and six year old if you've got a six-year-old throw a stapler at you reuben i mean yeah you might be like you're a kid i should be able to handle it but that kid throws a stapler at you one day and all you can do is send him to the office and he comes back in your classroom the next day the next day he might throw a chair at you like there's no there's no there's no answer for the lack of parenting that goes on and the lack of discipline that people in power are allowed to give. Like teachers get reprimanded for yelling at students now. 
So, I mean, you're right. Their only course of action now is like, yo, man, I'm not about to deal with you, man. Let me just get the police officer here to get you up out the paint. Like, I'm not about to mess with this. And, and that's why I'm saying, you know, as, as much as I'd love to just be like, hey, this is a international issue that Florida's dealing with. I mean, truthfully, this is just a statistic in Florida, but I'm sure the statistics aren't that much different in other states that have, you know, a whole bunch of impoverished cities that are underfunded. And the fact that we're spending more resources on police because that's the quote-unquote quick fix. I mean, the problems that we're having with police are starting with this. Because now you're a police officer and you're tasked to be in an elementary school where you see all these kids of color fighting, throwing stuff at people, biting teachers. So now, even when you're not in the school no more, like the whole human aspect of people is gone now because you're seeing them as kids act like this. So it, it's, it's, it's crazy how cyclical this is and how this just rolls downhill. But truthfully, instead of putting all these sources in the police offices, we need to have more guidance counselors in the school. We need more psychologists in the school because some of these kids got real stuff going on and instead of putting handcuffs on, we need to figure out what the heck is going on because all we're doing is starting them early. Now, I don't have all the answers, but I know having, you know, a task force attached to an elementary school is the answer. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like, I I, I think it's appalling. Just like when we talked about um, when the cops in Colorado put, took that whole family out the van because they thought it was... <laughs> They thought it was a motorcycle. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's appalling, man. But at the same time, what what are the, what are they going to do? Because the fact of the matter is, we don't have enough teachers, and the reason we don't have enough teachers is because teachers won't, don't want to have to deal with this. Because teachers aren't tasked with teaching anymore; they're, they're tasked with teaching, defending themselves, making sure that you know mass shooters don't you know come through their school. Like it's that we're not just asking them to teach anymore. And the problem is this this is what they're trying to do. This really ain't about the kids. This is more about trying to make the teachers feel safer because the teachers don't really have any other course of action to take when a kid is just coming to your classroom every day and he could give two Fs about anything you saying. That whole, you know, mystique of I'm going to send you to the principal's office, man, they don't care. If, if people knew about what some of these kids are going home to, man, the fact they have to go to talk to a principal is nothing to them. So why don't we, I, I, I guess the, that's the ultimate part of my whole situation about education. We're spending money on the wrong things and we're not trying to fix the problem. If anything, we're accelerating the problem. And that's why we can't, you know, we can't get education right because instead of putting money like i understand you got to put money into the police in the schools understand that but like you said they need more guidance counselors they need more social you know they need um psychologists they the school needs more of those people to just talk to the kids to get them to understand you know hey you know or get them help you know in a is we're too busy trying to lock everybody up because you know um that's privatized and that's how money is being made all right so um you know i have a habit of saying that our country is run on capitalism right 
All that stuff you just kicked costs money. Because you know who don't get paid that much? Police officers. And teachers. No. See, the teachers are already there. But you talked about having guidance counselors, therapists. Those people cost more money than having more police officers. Correct. So so they're, t- they're approaching this pragmatically. They're going, hey, the police can protect the teachers and the police are cheaper. Because this whole idea of trying to improve the education system, they're not trying to improve the education system for people that look like us in inner cities and places where there's poverty. They don't care about that. They're trying to make the teachers there feel safe enough to just show up. But, you know, a lot of these schools, the schools that do have therapists and and counselors and that they're really, really striving for education, those places have money. So, I mean, like you you brought up Dade County. I bet Dade County got a whole bunch of police officers because it's way cheaper to have police officers and to really attack the problems that those kids are dealing with for real. Yeah. I mean, I guess the question is, when it comes down to it, you know, you got money going in all these other places and you got all these tax breaks for things that probably don't need tax breaks and stuff like that. When, as a country... We're going to care enough about the educational system to truly fix it. Or is it just a a situation where it's just cheaper not to fix it? And, you know, it's a dog eat dog world because that's where our kids are growing up into, you know? Well, all of that, all of that is right. But the thing I see that no one's talking about as far as, you know, who has the, the blood of responsibility on their hands is no one ever mentions parenting. So, I mean, that's why I started with that. I mean, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is it shouldn't be the teacher's responsibility to have to call the police or call the security guard to get a kid in order. Right. They okay. should be able to just kick that kid out. They should be able to notify the parent and the parent should take care of that. Because if Yolanda Brown would have had to come up to school because a teacher said I was being violent towards them, I probably would have been suspended from school not because the school suspended me just because I was in the hospital unconscious for a couple of days and couldn't actually make it to school <laughs> True. I mean, maybe I mean I don't know I just don't hear that enough I guess publicly I don't know if they're trying to save people's feelings uh, I guess no one wants to hear they're a bad parent I don't have kids so I don't know but I imagine if somebody told me I sucked at that one job, then I think I'd be a little upset. But it, it doesn't matter because they have to be in on this. Well, some, something happened in the last, I would say, 25, 30 years. <clears throat> the generation of parent that I'm a part of, so I'm not trying to be you know, exclude myself from it, but the generation of parent that exists now thinks it's the school's responsibility to raise their kid, to teach them, to discipline them, and when that happens, the system's already broke. Because if you send, if you send a jerk to school, he's gonna be a he or she's gonna be a jerk when they get back home because the school ain't gonna fix that. In fact, the school's just gonna magnify that because now he's gonna be in a place around peers that think it's cool that he or she is out doing whatever they want to do and they think it's funny. Where you know, 30 years ago, like discipline started and ended at home point blank preach like you know i could go all around my grandma's neighborhood in petersburg 
I could go anywhere at eight or nine. I could walk around the whole neighborhood, never had to tell nobody where I was because everybody knew my grandma. And if anybody saw me doing something I wasn't supposed to do, the whole neighborhood had license to whoop my ass. The whole neighborhood. That's, that goes back to that it takes a village. Now, I'm not saying like physical spankings are the answer, but look, every, um, every spanking I got, I vividly remember why I got it. And it's a constant reminder not to ever do that again. Yeah. I mean, because it's just like, I feel like every child should have just enough fear from their parents, a.k.a. family, um, to know if they did something that they know their family doesn't approve of. I mean, by the time you get home, that story is going to be out. And the parent or parents or grandparents will already know. And it's basically like, yo, go pick your own switch. I mean, that's why, like, for me, I didn't have a ton of beatings, but I remember what I got, you know? And back then, I guess, parents were a lot better with the with the, with the the mental stuff, man. Well, honestly, also, society allowed parents to be parents. Now, I realize that unfortunately society's had to step in because i mean look there have been too many cases of child abuse and and people just actually just beating their kids not disciplining just beating but the problem is now parenting is scary i mean because you can't do anything without wondering if somebody is going to call social services on you yeah i mean i don't have that fear in my house I mean, my mom always told me I got to make it to the phone first. So that was always a good indicator. And then she said, and then they still going to take some time to get here. And she was like, if, if they're going to arrest me, I'm going to get my money's worth. So, yeah, these are all things that um, Yolanda Brown actually said. She'll deny it, but she actually said these things to me as a kid. <laughs> and I, I believed her and I thank her for it. Ain't it funny how your parents <laughs> forget all that stuff when they get old? Oh no 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 no! She ain't forgetting nothing. She no, she, she don't forget nothing. She she just trying to rewrite her transcript so when she gets up to them pearly gates, she can be like, "Hey Jesus, all that stuff didn't really happen." So it's fake news. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, I did it out of I did it out of love. Jesus would back her though. You think? Oh, he would. Man, you don't know that. Spoil hey, the ride, baby. Spoil the ride. It, it, exactly. Don't spare the ride. He he would he would so back her. This is how he became such a good kid or a good man. So I mean, it's just the same thing. That's that's all I'm saying, man. It's just like I said, for me, when I hear about this type, when I hear this conversation, you know, whether it's us or other people or whatever, I don't think there's enough emphasis on the fact that parenting has changed for the worse sometimes, and it's trending, which is concerning. It's not all you. It's like we talk about the you know the flaws in the, in the education system without talking about the parents as hard as we talk about everything else. I mean, and and I don't like to blame it just on the parents though. I mean, when I say that, I mean parenting has changed, but it it hasn't changed just because of parents. It's happened because of what we set as societally accepting things. Like I don't, I don't ever remember hearing the phrase "time out" when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, true. And, and then and then it, it then now it's like this big thing. Like, hey, no, you don't have to. You don't have to discipline them that way. You don't have to yell at them. You should sit them down and talk quietly to them. Get down on their level. 
and explain to them why what they did is wrong and why what they did hurt your feelings. And I'm like, all that sounds ridiculous when you're talking about trying to negotiate with a four-year-old. Well, see, and I, <laughs> you know, let me jump in with that. That those are tactics that I used to do because these kids that come to my camp ain't are my not kid. yours exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like if, and that's the crazy part is like, you know, and I've said it before, man. People were just like, "Why are you sending the kid home, man? Because if I leave him here, to hits another kid. That's on me." And I mean, it's just everybody's got to have. There's got to be consequences of actions, man. And I'm, I mean, I'm not a believer of timeout just because, I mean, when it's all said and done, you know, if a kid were to come to, if a kid were to get to me because that child was uncontrollable or they threw punches or whatever, I mean, timeout, all that's going to do is a whole bunch of nothing because they just go sit there and remember all the things they did. You know what? You can remember all the things you did on that car ride home because you're not going to do that here. And it's just, you're right, man. Like the timeout, I know some parents do timeout and for their, and for their kids, it's fine. I mean, because they raise their kids in such a way where they might have got that beaten and here's your alternative. You can either have alternative A or alternative B. And, you know, if you raise your kids that way, that's different. But, I am always, I'm not a fan of just hitting your kids to hit your kids. That's just dumb to me because then they start to hate you. And then because they hate you, they hate everything else around you or around them. But, you know, you got to have reasons, man. And once again, I probably got more women than both of y'all combined on this show. Um, and I remember each one and I deserved each one. But once again, the one thing I love my parents for, they never hit me in the face, man. Because I feel right now, you know, if some random person hit me in the face, man, I don't, I might turn to the hawk on them because that ain't even cool. Like a slap in the face? Nah, man. You, you got like five seconds to walk away. I don't, because that's not how it rolls around here. You know, and it's just, I don't know. It's, you're right. Parenting has changed. Some of that is we have young parents now. Um, some of that is, you know, they just, they don't want to treat their children the way they were treated because they may see, um, you know, whoopings and stuff as a bad thing. And they're just like, well, I don't want my kid to have to grow up with that, with the scars of what I have. And that's very fair, you know, but I feel like regardless of how you, um, how you parent your children, if there's not an innate fear in your child of you, they can love you, but they should also know if they do the wrong thing, I mean, there should be some fear that pops up. When somebody says, I'm going to tell your mama, I'm going to tell your daddy, your next word shouldn't be, so, I don't care. Your next word should be, nothing. <laughs> and fear should envelop your face. Because that, oh, that's what it was for me. Because that's that psychological stuff, man. Knowing full well, dad don't get off work till eight o'clock, and you get in trouble at four. You got four hours to think about that, and hopefully you're asleep before he gets home. But you know, my nah, he'll my just bad. wake your behind up. I've, I've had that happen. That ain't cool. I mean, yeah, that ain't cool at all. But hey, 
you know? I don't know. I just, you know, all this has to do with, you know, like, like Moby said earlier, you're starting them while they're young. You put them in cuffs at five or six. I mean, what do you expect for them to think about for the rest of their lives? You know? Like I said, it, it ain't even just there. Like, what about these police officers? Like, yeah. if you can't see a kid is innocent, then there ain't, there ain't no way you're going to get out here on these streets and, and ever think, see an adult that looks like that kid as innocent. Yeah. I mean, young black kid, young white kid, young Puerto Rican kid. I mean, wrong place, wrong time. You've already cuffed enough of the little five or six-year-olds. You might as well go ahead and pull out a gun on this one without anything else. I mean, uh, so terrible. So terrible. So we're going to shift from that kid, those children, to other to his other kid and a new segment that I like to call Dun 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 This Week in Trump. Because it's very rare that we go a week without talking about this dude. I feel like I feel like we've talked more about him in as, as a president in life than any other president before him. Unless you just own that hate and stuff. Like you know, I hate Obama. And you wake up every morning and say, I hate Obama. All right, whatever. Obama didn't do everything, you know. He didn't do right 365 days, do something wrong 365 days a year. Unless you just own that hate and stuff. However, I feel like Trump be trying to get to at least 300. So, of course, when the, when the country needs a leader, Trump is there with his cape on and does things like... He was trying to get away from them, I guess. It looks like. I guess he was in big, tr- very big trouble. He probably would have been killed. Talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. Basically giving him reasons why he shot three people. You know? Now, there is video that he got hit by a skateboard. I mean, I will say this. If somebody's pointing an AR-15 at me and I get a first shot, I might take it. But when it's all said and done... He shouldn't have been out there with the AR-15 from a different state, and he's too young to have it. So there's a whole bunch of unpacking there that we've already done. But then for the president of the United States to come out and be like, it looked like he was, you know, acting in self-defense. Really, dog? Yes, really. That's 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 what we're going with, self-defense. Come on, man. Every week, Ruben. Every week. I know. It's just. Like, I, I, like, part of me should feel bad for this kid, but I don't. Well, no, actually, I'm glad you said that because the reason part of you said you should feel bad for this kid is because he's white. And let me explain. We humanize white people no matter how harsh the crime they committed is. We humanize them. And we do the absolute opposite to any black person accused of any crime. We dehumanize them. So I'm going to disagree with you on that because no, that's not my thought process with it. My thought process with it is that he's 17 and his life is over. You know, what, not what I'm he, saying not is because he's white. 
Not because he's white, because if he was a black kid, it'd be the same thing. You're 17, you got all this on you. Yeah, your life is, you killed two people. Your life is pretty much over, dude. No, no, no. I agree. You might be that way. But I'm talking about as a whole, our society as a whole does not humanize any person of color the same way they do a white person. Oh, oh don't. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I would probably go to the, the, I would probably go to some. I would not say all, but I would say some because that would be considered more of a majority because I don't think everybody feels that way. No, but no, not. but I, I do think the strong majority is. And I mean, look, man, every time. Uh, a white person does any heinous act that nobody can explain, the first thing we say is mental health issues. Oh man, he had mental health issues. He was depressed. He was going through things. He was bipolar. We never hear those when the person that committed the crime was black. So, is stupid considered a mental health issue? Um, If you're white, it, it can become one. I mean, I'm just saying. If you're, if, if, I feel like if you're white, we can make it. We, we, we can make it work. I mean, because I guess because it's funny that you say the mental health stuff. Because I, I I would label this his acts are in the stupid realm. So my my thought is, I don't think that's mental health. I just think he. He's oh, just, just you wait. Just I mean, you wait as this transpires. They're gonna start pointing out times when he was like 12 in which he was exempting symptoms of depression. They're going to talk about something to do with like his uncle or his dad wasn't around. And, and he oh, yeah. <laughs> the defense, you know what? As a def, as a, the leader of his defense, if they didn't do that, they'd be terrible. So like, I completely expect that to happen in trial time. Um, you know, I just think that I feel like, I just feel like as a president, you know, like early, you said innocent till proven guilty, and I'm kind of thinking to myself, you know, it's on video that he shot three people. Um, I don't, and then he ran and went back to his home state. It had to be extradited back to Wisconsin. So it's like, like I, I just feel like I would have almost rather him said nothing. Well, I mean, I think all of us feel that way. But Ag Ruben, let me ask you a question. Were people were people more in arm uh, like up in arms about the fact that this kid shot people, or were we like really just offended at how it, his treatment was so much different than we see black people suspected of things? Like he walked past the police with the gun. The yeah. police officers were handing him and other people bottles of water. Like I don't like I think he Trump is trying to defend the wrong thing. It's like look. Look, yeah, somebody might have hit him. Maybe he did feel threatened and he shot somebody. But the point is, he had a gun that he shouldn't have had. He was defending property, supposedly, that wasn't his. He had an illegal firearm and he wasn't even in his own state. Yet the police just said, hey, man, could you get out of our way so we can go, you know, deal with some black people and drove past them. And see, that's why... (laughs) But I also feel like that's where that's where some police reform needs to happen because what should have happened is they whoa why do you have that who are you they should have at least talked to this dude be like why do you have an AR-15 on your back like because he put his hands up and everything pretty much saying hey don't shoot me I, I'm not hurting nobody carrying the AR-15 in my back 
And then you hear people in the background, he just shot three people. And the police just let him go. And I'm just like, like, did and see, that's why I feel like that's where police reform needs to come in. Because they looked at him as a white kid with a gun. Oh, okay, that's cool. And I'm thinking to myself, it shouldn't matter what color he was. He has a gun. You, and you just let him walk down the street. Whether you thought it was a BB gun or not, you should have checked that. You should have checked him and checked that, and they didn't either. So, like, I'm not necessarily, um, I guess my thing is with that, yo, man, like, if that's if that's not in need of summer form, then they've already lost. All right, AG, I'm about to make you happy, man. I'm about to put it on wax. No beating okay. around the bush. <laughs> okay. No beating around the bush. Bro, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because you can't, <laughs> you can't reform implicit bias. Like, these dudes have implicit bias towards black people. There's no amount of reform or training in the world that's going to make them not see black people as a bigger threat than a white kid with a gun. Clearly. You can't reform that. <laughs> that's not reform. Reform ain't the answer. Because <laughs> they'll, the, they'll go through the training and then they'll go back out on these streets and they'll still be like, hey, white people are cool, black people ain't. Well, and that's the thing. Uh, what I'm saying is that you go through this and then basically, like, so regardless of what should happen, what happened or whatever, they should have they should have received some some, some form of um, write up or whatever just for that, if not fired, because I mean, let's be real. You just basically, I mean, on national TV, on a video, you basically said, you know what, this white kid with a gun is cool. He's okay. And then he ends up being the dude who shot three people who, if I'm correct, they were all not black. <laughs> and then it's just like, I mean, it, you got, they're so scared. But here's where the playbook of reform is going to fail you. He was walking in an open carry state. So the cops seeing a, somebody with a gun, is it something that technically they should be able to arrest you for no I'm not saying, <laughs> what i'm not saying is the problem is clearly like i look at this kid this kid looks like a kid i would have questioned his i would have questioned how old are you can i see some id i mean at least because if you're going to be in an open carry state then you should have id and then they would have been like wrong state you should go to jail or whatever but and i think the gun itself it's an open carry state, but that gun itself is not open carry, which is the issue. That, like, that's why he's getting indicted on some of that stuff, because under 18, you can't open carry, apparently. So it's like, but the fact that they didn't even check his ID, as you said, is already a problem. Hey, man, there were some black people across the street, like breaking a windshield, man. That was pressing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you. Man. I can't with you. This is this is the most entertaining part of the show. It's funny, though. <laughs> you know, and I and I can't with you because you're absolutely true. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just it's saying, like, it would be funny if it w if it was a joke, but it's not. Yeah, it's like you know, I just yeah, I was just like, I can't because I can't win this one. I can't I can't even come close because you're completely right. And they and here's the crazy part about it. Those cops weren't even worried about the window or the people yelling that he just shot two people. 
they're just like, hey kid, just mind your own, get out of here. And I'm just like, I mean, open carry, I don't care, open carry, but really you just don't check people? Like, I mean, they, they might as well adapt them up and say, we got it from here, kid. I know, right? <laughs> they should have gave, gave him a high five and gave him a donut. I mean, hey, it, it was almost like they should have thrown him one of them play deputy badges and been like, good job, kid. Yeah. Way to keep the street safe. And then there should have been some slow montage with him putting his hand up in the air with a big star at the top of his hand, you know, all happy and stuff like commercial. And, and that's the thing, man. They did everything wrong in that incident but the question now is are you going to fix that and I guess we'll see but when it's all said and done going back to the actual story and AG I do want you to chime in even though you haven't um yeah man I don't I don't care if if you're a president you know you ask for all this stuff to stop you don't get you don't take any sides you know even the statement well we have to see how it all plays out something like that just don't be like well i think it was actually self-defense like really dude you've already said this dude is innocent thanks you're a jerk i mean <laughs> so why should anybody else think the dude is innocent ag i mean the president said he's basically innocent well this, well that part i was thinking about that as y'all were talking um for me it's like i tried to tell you this for the most part every week it's like what he says, I have to respect because he is leading, but he's leading his people. He's leading his tribe and he's the chief. This kid was basically citizen's arrest. And he shot two people that were being unruly. And this is about law and order. And this is how people talk. I mean, we talked about um, the cops that were putting their business out on Front Street through Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. Okay. We, we know people that have posted things that are questionable, that ride hard for Trump. Okay. And Moby was talking about just this last segment. It's just like, I'm, I, I'm not even surprised and I'm not surprised anymore about any of this, nor am I. I'm not surprised at this. You can't be. It's been nearly four years of this. And some of our friends or people we thought were our friends, people that we thought rode with us hard, don't. And they have said things just like this. Because I promise you, because my wife and I were talking about this the other day. This is an open carry state. And her concern was, if you get a, if you get a nine millimeter and you decide to open carry, you're black. And I was like, word. It matters. It's open carry. It's legal. I'm supposed to be able to do it. But if anything goes down, or if some cops having a bad day and I roll up in there with open carry nine millimeter, I'm not coming home that day or I'm not coming home the same way that I left. So everything that Trump said, for me, it reminds me of what he said in Charlottesville. It's the same dude. Why would I think he was any difference? Yeah, because those are nice people. Good people on both sides, man. There it is. And that's the only time he's ever said anything even close to that's not cool. And the only reason he said that was because he was pressured to do so. Now it's no holes barred. He is telling y'all in no uncertain, okay, in no uncertain terms. If I have any power, this kid won't see a day of jail. And I was going to say this, but y'all were talking, I was going to say this. The over under on him serving 
any jail time or significant jail time for this is looking pretty good. Don't think this kid's going to jail automatically. He ain't black. The idea that he got out of there alive after what he did and the way he was postured. And when I say that, I mean the idea that you're carrying an assault rifle and in a heated situation that could have gotten you killed just on sight because of everything that was going on. But those cops had the presence of mind to exercise the fact that black people suck and white people don't. Black people are threatened and white people aren't. I mean, if you took away, if you photoshopped the AR-16 off of him, he looks like leave it to beaver. <laughs> I mean, real talk, if you put him in a white t-shirt and some jeans and a hat and, and took away the AR-16 through some sort of uh, photo editing software or whatever it was, he looks like a kid that wouldn't hurt a fly. But he maimed three, he maimed one person and, and killed two. And I'm like, and y'all are surprised by what? And so that's what and it just, it, it pisses me off so bad to hear the same white folks that would say something like this to downplay it when it actually happens and get mad when I say, well, you white, you can do that. Uh, that's not true. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Got proof. And it's okay. Hey, man, <laughs> but it's just, it is what it is. Got it on wax, son. Yeah, we got we got evidence. We have concrete evidence that that is in fact true. Exactly. So, because if any three of us, without a badge or without something that says police, FBI, CIA, something, anything, you know, Acme Security. If we roll up into a heated situation, a heated situation where things are popping up, fire, windows being broken, people getting beaten at, whatever it is, where cops should be extremely uncomfortable and at a heightened sense of aggression because of what's happening. A heightened sense of alertness because of what's happening. And we roll up with our black cells with an AR-16. We would not get home that night. Man, Whether, we rolled up with a box cutter. We ain't getting home. There it is. <laughs> there it is. And us as black people understand this is common knowledge. So when a white when a white kid just is roaming the streets with a semi-automatic weapon, kill two people, maim somebody else, and made it back home to the to another state, and had to be extradited. Man, on foot, <laughs> and that's all I'm trying to tell you. That's the only thing I'm trying. And I, so when I say you, I don't mean y'all. I'm just saying in general. I this is as open and shut to me as it can be. And this kid's not going to jail. If he does, that's the part where I'd be like, "Wow, didn't see that coming." Okay, so I mean, the only reason I didn't say anything is because y'all said everything I wanted to say. This. This whole thing, Trump, all of it, it makes total sense to me because this is the world that we live in. So the part that we didn't talk about was, like I said, when white folks get upset when we say everything that's true, I'm like, how can you say that's not true when I'm looking right at it? There's no way in the world, no way 
that we can get away with this at any level. We would have never, we would have left that place in, in an ambulance or a body bag. There's only two places based on what I saw. There's only two places, either the coroner's office or the hospital. So, uh, and that whole thing you said about mental illness and all that, the, the, the guy that had the bag over his head, butt naked yeah. in the streets that that thing came out no. i mean like moby said we <laughs> and i didn't even realize this about myself and it's so true but us as a society humanize white folks where we dehumanize black people and so do the cops that's how a dude in march up in the northeast can be butt naked literally in the snow yeah I was getting ready to say that I mean this is winter still and the up, he, went, up, he went streaking and he had mental issues but do we do we empathize with it do we no we say you know we don't do that I mean as black people we still talk we were still shaking our heads don't get me wrong but we're not trying to really understand a lot of things not like we would if this guy was white and there and that is very true. I had to I had to admit that was true. But at the same time, what I really wanted to say was the fact that um if this guy was white, I would I would almost guarantee the end result would have been different just based on color, just based on locale. It just would. Now, that doesn't mean that the 10th time that it turned out the other way makes me wrong because that's not what I'm not talking about, you know, perfect absolutes, but we all know what time it is. Moby said it two weeks ago. The most dangerous weapon in the world is black skin, especially in this country. When you walk out of bed, you're a loaded gun. You're a weapon. And life keeps showing us this stuff. So that's what I got to say about all, all of this. Ooh. And Trump coming out and said what he said, man. That's just like like tomorrow's Saturday, bro. It's just like normal. <laughs> yeah, that dude's a little crazy. I mean, he is who he is. And I appreciate that because, like I said, it helps me understand what I need to do without so much effort. 20, 30, 40 years ago, there was a lot of effort to figure out who was really a racist and who wasn't. A lot of innocent white folks got caught up in some stuff they didn't need to because of the color of their skin. This, these are absolutes. These are perfect absolutes. I don't have to question it at all. And if you're still riding hard for this dude, you tell me everything I need to know about you. Even if you don't think so. That's what I got. Wow. Very powerful conversation, gentlemen. Love it. Love it. And of course, you know, then we go back to his, this guy, when he goes to North Carolina and says, hey, vote twice, everybody. Do I mean, mail do, we even, do we even need to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, of, well, I, I, I say we talk about it simply because just like they educate their people in North Carolina and we need to educate people to listen. Look, people, if you vote by mail, theoretically, 
you should not be able to vote in person. However, if you do vote by mail and you do vote by person, in some states that is against the law and stupid. Because if you sent in your vote, you're gonna wait in the line to just check and see if you're gonna vote. You gotta vote? Come on, dog. I need you to do better than that. Because if I mail in my vote, I ain't going nobody's line. Because those lines will be crazy as it is. So you just gotta pick and choose what you're gonna do and you live by it. You know, that guy, you know, of course he goes to North Carolina and says this. I'm, I mean, know, I think you're missing it. I mean, this dude literally came out and asked people to try to commit a felony yeah. to see if the system works. Is he gonna is he gonna um, pay for these people's lawyer fees when when people start <laughs> arresting people for voter fraud? Yeah, <laughs> uh, so, uh, sociopaths don't generally do that. <laughs> but I mean, it's like you're gonna. So basically, you're just gonna go ahead and just basically mess the system up for yourself so you can claim it oh it's, it's a mistrial or a, a miscount or whatever it doesn't really matter dude because here's the thing even if you said it was a miscount there's not enough time to revote. so if they can't figure it out and you lose you lost or if they can't figure it out and it's inconclusive, you still lose. And if Pelosi wins, then Pelosi becomes president. And whoa, buddy. Well, Pelosi whoa, wouldn't buddy. become president. She would become until they could do another election. So she'd be like a temporary fix. Well, I mean, mm, yeah, but I mean, technically, so, but technically, if that were to happen, and the right of secession would fall to her. Honestly, I think, I think, and this is probably why I need to do some more research. I think Congress can approve that and make her president. But I think that's more, I think a lot of other things got to happen. I don't think that's right out the gate. Because when it's all said and done, if they don't do a, a recount or like a reelection before his last day, he's done. You know, unless they can, unless Congress chooses a winner, and then at that point in time, you know, good luck with that. I mean, it all depends on who's who's in the lead and whatever. Because remember, 270 um, executive. Um, oof, can't think of the word now. Um, oh, you mean electoral votes? Electoral votes. Yes, thank you. Um, you gotta get 270, and if nobody gets 270. I believe it goes to the higher person, but I don't think that's ever happened. You know, and then the last election, I think Trump got like 303 and Hillary got like what, 250 something. So it, you know, it, it could happen. I don't know. I just say, don't vote twice. Just vote once. If you have this thing about, oh my God, I want to make sure my vote gets there. Then go stand in line. Because when it's all said and done, with all this COVID out here, and you're sitting here like, well, I want to go to the beach. I want to do this. And you go do all that, yet then you want to send your vote in by mail, then that's a you thing. Because if you can go out here and go to the beach, then you can go out and stand 
your butt in a happy line and vote. That's my opinion on it. You know, everybody's got their own. Everybody can do what they want to do. The only thing I say is just vote because the way I see it, if you don't vote, you can't complain. And that's just, that's my opinion. Anybody else want to jump in on this? Oh, you preaching right now. I got yeah, nothing to say. Yeah, you said it. All right. So, enough of the, the crazy stories. Crazy stories. Enough of that. Mo B, it is time for you, bro. Oh, man. This this um this segment is going to be um very reminiscent of what we were just talking about. AG almost almost stole my, my thunder. Oh, no, I'm sorry, man. I almost I'm stole sorry. my thunder, man. It's all right, man. So, um, all right. So, today I was watching um, Childhood Favor of Mine. And, you know, sometimes I get nostalgia. You'll notice a lot of these things are going to be because of movies. But so I'm watching a movie, watching The Sandlot. Nice. And, I mean, look, Sandlot, great movie. You're killing me, Smalls. Um, and it just got me to thinking, you know, about the good old days. I mean, I know Trump's always saying make America great, but I'm not referring to the Sandlot as the good old days because those days were not good for people that looked like us, even though there was at least one black kid in that crew. But I'm going to, I want to take y'all back in time to this. It's a, it's a magical place. You're, there was once upon a time where polls would come out and people would say who they were going to vote for. And the one thing that you could always count on was white people having one fear. And that fear is that somebody might call them a racist. And that time was only four years ago. Because I remember all these people saying that they would never vote for Trump. And then behind closed doors, they voted for Trump. But Trump's greatest accomplishment in his four years is he's managed to get all of these people out of the closet. All of these people that think black people are coming to get them, that people are crossing the border to come steal their jobs and rape their women. All of these people that think all the drugs come from Mexico and that the reason that, you know, they've never succeeded in life is it has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, they didn't finish high school, but it just has some of the fact that all the Mexicans came over and took their jobs. He's got all of these people carefree about proclaiming their racism and calling it nationalism or America first or Southern heritage or my history. I, I've spent so much time insulting this man and I just got to take a second to give this man his fair due, man. He's done the impossible, man. He's given white people a safe space to say they're racist and not care. I, 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 I just like AG remember the days where you had to really, really decode some stuff to know where somebody actually stood as far as racial issues went. Because the one thing most, most white people didn't want anyone to ever call them was a racist. Now, man, these people don't care. These people out in the streets proclaiming their racism, waving the flag of racism, stars and bars neo-nazis in charlottesville good people on both sides and it just got me thinking can you imagine what life would was like in 2015 
when there was really a sect of America that thought racism was gone because there was a black president? Like, Trump's greatest accomplishment is the fact that he has humbled the the United States into realizing that we are nowhere close to being done with racial issues. So, I mean, 10, 15, 20 years from now, you know, if I'm lucky enough to still be alive, I'm going to talk major crap about Donald Trump. But the one thing I will say is, man, he sure did show us how divided we already were. And that's all I got, man. Preach. I tried to tell Ruben that months ago, man. He would not hear of it. I was like, dude, a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> I'm telling I mean, you, but, man. But the, tr- the truth of the matter is, like, everybody's saying Trump has divided the country. No, he hasn't. It was already divided. He's just allowing the division to be visible. The veil is off and that chick's like <laughs> Absolutely. Shallow howl up in this piece, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow. That was good, man. That was really good. That, that was good, Moby. Man. So you suck at yourself into a job you don't even want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're complaining about it. Man, you told me you didn't give me 25. Man, shut up. I know you better than you know yourself. No, I don't. But I was about to say, man, you you going too far now. Hey, I'm just putting it out there. So, um, it is top five time. We haven't done top five in a couple weeks. Um, the last time we did top something, we we talked about our most embarrassing moments. And Lord knows. Oof. Why are you bringing up old stuff, man? Man, I made myself famous at work, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She probably did. I think uh, Bula ran around for about a week, call me Mud Butt. Oh wow, <laughs> that was funny, man. That was hilarious. He was like, "Hey, Mud Butt, <laughs> said, what's up, girl?" <laughs> That's right. You still in love with me, though. So you in love with Mud Butt? That's right. So this week we're going to talk about going back to the top five talk about five tracks that um i think that what i what i said was and then need some clarification that gets you motivated and then i got from somebody motivated for what and i'm thinking to myself but things that get you hype songs that get you moving excited whatever it just brings that energy and so i'll go ahead and start because you know, surprisingly, my top five will be a surprise to people. It's just what it is. So, no particular order. You know, get some crunky system by Trillville and Pastor Troy. Yo, man, when that song comes on, I, I just get, I turn to a different person. I get hype. I'm just like, you know, I, I, I'm sitting here and he goes A, B, C and I'm doing the letters in my hand. You know, I do the A, the B and the C and then I'm thinking to myself, every time I hit a song, my hands just do the A, B and C and I just look at myself and I'm just like, I'm an idiot. But it's, <laughs> I mean What? Yeah. Because it's, it's at this moment in time, man, it's not something I think about. I hit a song and literally the you know, the first verse ends with the A, B, C 
and some other words that I can't talk about. But yo, man, I feel full of energy with that joint. I'm not saying I could bust through a wall, but I will say that, you know, I can walk for a while. So, cause I'm fat. So, <laughs> you know, we do that. Um, another track, I went from the South and I took it out West to tell me when to go with E-40 and Keep the Sneak. Yo, that's that joint. Like, I wish I could play it, but I got copyrights and I ain't trying to get sued or nothing. But, yo, tell me when to go. That hyphy, the hyphy movement, you know, it lasted all like three minutes. But that song was dope. One of the very few E-40 songs that I actually like, by the way. Um, Another one is we're going back to the South with Crime, Crime Mob and not that other one, but Rock Your Hips. I don't know what it is, man, but Diamond's verse be killing it. And yeah, like if it was a different life, possible baby mama, if I had a different life, but I don't. So yeah, but that track, that track gets me on fire. Um, you know, I'm also a big walk it out guy. You know, I like the remix, but the original walking out by Unk, you know, that gets me kind of moving, thinking I can do some dances that I can't really do. So I look stupid when I'm in the mirror while I'm trying to do them. Um, that gets me hyped up and stuff to go. And the last one, um, this was hard because I just feel like there's so many, you know, because I thought about some. Straight out of Compton. I thought about, you know, the whole NWA discography, because most of that joint gets me excited, gets me hyped up. But it came back to We Still in This B with BOB, TI, and Juicy J. That beat and that hook is so nasty. I mean, I feel like I'm in a gentleman's club. But it's just a dope track. I'm a big fan. And those those are just five of the songs that get me hyped, get me ready to go. So they're on my playlist when I work out, you know, every, once every three years. So, <laughs> you know. Once every three years. You were just working. Never mind. I mean, look, man. It is what it is. You know, I could have threw some public enemy in there. I could have taken it old school with some kid and play. But I tried to keep it as real and as I could so that's my five who up next I'll go alright microphone fiend uh, maybe totally minimizing what you know what he's been through and then says that black people she's always saying that black people need to educate themselves like yeah this oh and I love when she says educate themselves when she's a Rhode Island dropout love it when she tells me I should educate myself when she dropped out. Not saying that you have to graduate to be educated, but you cannot keep hammering down how much I need to educate myself when you dropped out. But yeah, when she she makes the statement, and she's doubled and tripled and quadrupled down on it, saying you know, if, if somebody who has a white gardener, a white chef, and various white people working for him, if that's racism, LeBron, please share some of that with the rest of us. So wait a minute, so you you one of us now? Because she says the rest of us. So when did Candace Owens become one of us again? 
And what is this us that she speaks of? Like, black people? Like, we're all in the same box? The thing that she's always getting mad at black people? However you gotta do it to get known. But it wasn't a Christmas song. Say it. What, <laughs> Say it. You heard that what? melody? All the players came from far and wide? <laughs> Sounds like a Christmas song It's not a Christmas song. So ho ho They've ho. They've said it. So ho ho ho. Check my king out, bro. They were talking about the ho ho ho, man. They were talking about Santa Claus. It won't know Santa Claus up in that piece. <laughs> hey, man, that was one of the most brilliant moves ever by Rico. So, if you if you ever get the, the time to watch the documentary on that leg broken by a police officer for no reason, like being rich doesn't shield you from racism. And I'm sorry, her white friends haven't let her know that yet. That's all I got. Dudes went diamond twice. <laughs> mm. How many records is diamond? Ten million. Twice. Wow. <laughs> There's only been That's like three people records. who've done that. There's only like three or four people who've done that. They're one of them. I think In Sync is one of them. I want to say Britney Spears did it too. And and I mean to to, to kind of bleed and talk about organized noise. Organized noise has been a part of only one Diamond album because they actually weren't a part of the, the Diamond album that Outkast made Speaker Box and Love Below because that was the album that Outkast mm-hmm. actually didn't get them to produce which is their most popular album ever <laughs> when the man goes on the video music award says this is the last time I've ever singing this song before he starts singing Hey Ya uh, Cause he hate he he didn't necessarily hate the song. It became too popular for him. It was too big. And I mean, Who? the crazy the crazy thing is like AG. Like I respect the criteria you had for you know your top five or you know consistency, sound the same. But one of the things I actually like about Outkast is listening to them at the beginning and then and the end. You could tell it was them. But you could see how it just transitioned from just being just Southern rap to, hey, we're doing everything now. Yeah. But, you know, I never felt that way. I never felt like when I listened to because I started from uh, Love Below and went backwards. If you go in reverse, it's hard to notice because you're literally seeing the transition but if you were the beginning of southern playlist cadillac music if i were to play speaker box of love below to somebody who was just listening to southern playlist cadillac music they'd be like these ain't the same people 